Bellissimo Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. Serena! The Bellissimo Files on spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Good morning. How's it going? I think this is one of my favourite weekends of the year. We have started our summer and we get a bank holiday weekend to celebrate that. I've also got a fabulous Bellissimo Files on the way today. I'm going to be catching up with two of the stars of Jurassic World Dominion. Bryce Dallas Howard and Wanda Wise are going to be telling us all about the film and what it was like actually working with the legacy cast. Sadie Sink is going to be sharing why season four of Stranger, Stranger Things is her favourite season yet. Brooke, we were all so disappointed that she didn't make it through to the Eurovision final back in Turin a couple of weeks ago, but she's doing so much since she has left Eurovision. She's going to be filling us in on that. And up next, I'll be introducing you to our one to watch this week, who is Zainab. The Files. One to Watch. This week's One to Watch is a soul and R&B singer-songwriter who initially wanted to go into musical theatre. After starting her course, she realised that her real passion was in writing and performing her own music. And just recently, she released her latest single, Summertime, the perfect song to kick off our summer. It's Zainab. Zainab, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Serena. What an intro. Well, let's go back to the very beginning before we get to this summer. Let's mm-hmm. get, go back to musical theatre. You got into a course in London. Yes. What was that like? Oh, my God, the best crack. Like, friends of mine in Ireland were, like, you know, going to lectures, like, doing essays. I was doing sword fighting on a Wednesday afternoon, dance classes. At one point, we had to pretend to be animals in a park, people walking with their prams, taking their kids to school. Meanwhile, people are hanging out of trees as monkeys. It was an interesting course, to say the least. So much fun. (laughs) So how long were you in that course before you went, do you know what? It is fun. It's interesting. But you're going, it's not really my passion. Yeah, I was doing it for two years and then ended up going, you know what? Yeah, I was getting criticised as you do when you're doing a course. And I was like, you know what? I'm not comfortable getting this criticism from here. But by all means, criticise the music that I write. (laughs) Criticise my performances. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go that route instead. So That's actually really interesting. You weren't able to take that criticism because it wasn't really what you were interested in. Yet when it comes to your music, is it easy to take the criticism? Because you're just like... I know who I am. I know what I want to put out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's bizarre to think that, but it is like I am fully comfortable in the choices that I have made with the words that I've chosen, with the notes that I have chosen. And it couldn't be more personal to get my music insulted or criticised or whatever. But for some reason, it's almost like a challenge to kind of make people want it, want to like it. But yeah, it's 100% what I've always wanted to do. So I'm here to be in that what's it in the boxing ring for as long as possible so come at me (laughs) well I am loving your new single Summertime it is the perfect track 
to kick off our summer. What was it like for you debuting that track at the Sugar Club in front of an audience? It was so thrilling. It was terrifying as well because I was like, I've been waiting to bring this to the masses, but it was so like cathartic. It was such an amazing experience, like sold out Sugar Club and I got like the crowd singing the chorus with me. It was so much fun and I'm so happy that you love it as well. You tend to do a lot of collaborations. We know you've hooked up with a London producer here, but what I'm really interested in is that you don't just think about the music. When it comes to your collaborations, you're also thinking about how everything looks. And for summertime, I am loving the illustrations. This is with a US-based artist, Jamie Tan. How did that come about? I came across his stuff and I was like, it's so vibrant. Like a lot of his things are quite quirky and it caught my eye. And that's exactly what I wanted for this artwork. And um, got in touch with him and he was like, love the song. I always bring the song to the illustrators. Same for my single Summertime I brought out last year. I went, this is the song. This is the idea that I have. Um, And Jamie did an unreal job. And he even created GIFs. For as well. I was like, I have gifts. <laughs> like, so yeah, if you type Zainab and Summertime into, into gifts on Instagram, there it is, like little summertime and like ice creams and stuff like that. And you know what? It's so fun having someone be so excited about your project. So yeah. I'm very, I love the artwork. I couldn't be prouder of it. And Jamie did an amazing job. Um, I know you've only just released Summertime, but is there more music coming this summer? Are there gigs happening? What are your plans for the summer? So at the moment, you know what? If people, if people are looking for a support artist, if people are looking for any slots to be filled for gigs, I will 100% be jumping onto that. But at the moment, my my uh, all my focus is going in on working on my debut EP. Once again, another collaboration with um, Hawk Jupiter, who I released Oasis with last year. So we're working on my debut EP at the moment and I'll be planning a big, good few release gigs for that. So I'm saving all of my, you know, as an independent artist, saving all of my funds to go towards the EP and having those gigs but I'm hoping to be popping up every so often during the summer for gigs because I miss it so much. Well, we can't wait. If people want to know where you're gigging, when you're releasing new music, give us your socials. So if you follow me on Zainab Official, Z-E-I-N-A-B Official, on Instagram, Twitter, website as well. So ZainabOfficial.com. I'm everywhere. I'm on TikTok even. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And as I said, I love your new single as well. Zainab, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Serena. Before I let you go, will you kick off our summer and introduce your latest single? Absolutely. I am Zainab and this is Summertime on the Bellissimo Files. Cupid hit my heart. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Jurassic World fans are so excited because on Friday, the final Jurassic World film, Jurassic World Dominion, is finally out. In this film, two two Jurassic generations come together as humans have to learn to share the earth with dinosaurs. Bryce Dallas Howard, she's back as Claire, and joining the franchise is DeWanda Wise. She's there as Kayla Let's see what the ladies had to say about the final chapter of Jurassic World. 
Bryce and Jawanda, I have been really looking forward to coming into this room because I've been watching you guys on social media and in the press and there seems to be a love fest between you and all the cast. Yeah, Is that one of the best things to come out of working on something like this? Yes. Absolutely. Never the happens. Best the best. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's very special. You know, it's very rare. And it's rare that it, like, continues, you know, for as long as it has. You know, it's one thing to kind of join a franchise that's been this long in the making, like 30 years, as, you know, everyone's been talking about. But it's another thing to be like, oh, wow, it can go 30 years more. It's very special. Do you think the pandemic, none of us wanted the pandemic to happen. Let's get that over and done with. But do you think that helped? Because I was on your Instagram and I saw the red sweatshirts that Laura Dern got yes. you with Vive so La Bubble. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that help you guys bond more than any other film sets you guys have been on? I think that that was a you know the the pandemic and us being the first production to go back during the pandemic was definitely an endeavor that bonded all of us and it was just like one big giant trust mm -hmm. fall yeah. exercise yeah and it was also something that was really special we had all been isolating at home like everyone else in the world and so to come together in a circumstance where the testing was such and the quarantining was such that we were able to be with each other without masks and, you know, eat meals together and, and, you know, a lot of play together, a lot of wonderful things that we otherwise would not have been experiencing. Mm -hmm. So we were very present to the fact that we were some of the luckiest people on the planet in that moment. Well, talking about luckiest people, again, I've been loving your Instagram. There was a post that you put up and you were hunting down the massive, massive billboards. <laughs> And, but under it, you actually wrote, taking in every single moment of magic. Yeah. How magical has it been for both of you? Uh, it's been really overwhelmingly incredible. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. We were kind of talking about it earlier, uh, but Jeff also has this sense of, like, gratitude and awe and wonderment. And I think I just, I want to feel like that my entire life. Like, I, I want to have uh, and continue to build a life and a career where I just am able to be here with you and be present with you and so yeah every moment bryce how do you feel because claire has been a part of you for most of your 30s yeah so how do you feel saying goodbye to her and what part are you going you know what i'm not saying goodbye to that i'm taking that with me <laughs> oh. <laughs> gosh that's a great question mm -hmm. i mean what's wonderful is that i feel very complete when it comes to claire's journey there's not a facet of her personality or an aspect of her story that I felt was missed. And that's something that I'm very grateful for because not all actors are able to genuinely feel that way. Mm -hmm. You don't have control over the final cut of the movie. Yeah. So Colin Trevorrow really took care of both of us mm -hmm. um, and all of the the actors and characters in this movie. And, and that's a, a really special, unique thing that takes a lot of plate spinning and talent mm -hmm. yeah so um so i feel very very lucky for that in regards to your question of what i won't leave i mean to be honest but it existed before like i've had this hair since i was like a child i've always had fringe and just this hair and so i think that that will probably continue <laughs> if it works why change it <laughs> so good like you know i mean it's iconic probably <laughs> what was it like actually for both of you walking onto set when the legacy cast were all there. Like, I know you were all bubbling, so you all got to hang out, but yeah. when you're on set with them going, oh my God, we're shooting a Jurassic franchise with the originals. Yeah, uh, we were just like kind of playing it back. There's, uh, we, I think 
our first moment all together, we were under um, an airplane hangar and it was like, it was drizzling, you know what I mean? It was like a dreary UK day, but it was very special. You know, it was like uh, just everybody. I And then watching the final film and, and feeling like the redemption of B.D. Wong's character, you know, I, I remember it like in my in my bones. What about for you? Yeah, no, it, it, exactly the same. It was one of those moments where it was certainly not lost on us what was happening. And I was sitting next to Chris Pratt and we were both like, ah! just like be really excited <laughs> to see Sam and Laura together. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I mean, it was, we were such We are very middle it. school. I yeah. do remember that now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. That reaction that you had, I'm going to have as soon as I walk out of this because you two have been fabulous. Thank you so much for spending Aww. time with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Jurassic World Dominion is in cinemas on Friday. Seat on the biggest screen possible on next week's show. Jeff Goldblum will be on to talk about it. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite things. Joining me to share her favourite things is a Dublin singer-songwriter who has had over 48 million Spotify streams and has just released her stunning new single, Archie. I'm talking about Circa Richardson. Circa, it's so great to have you back on the show. It's so nice to be back on the show. It really is. Let's talk about your new single because it is absolutely stunning. How are you <laughs> feeling having it out there? I feel very excited. I, I always think it's kind of weird when you first put something out. You know, you, you have it in your own pocket for a little while. You know, very few people hear it and then you lose. It, it feels like it grows up and runs away from you or something. <laughs> you have to wave, wave it off and wish it a nice life. Yeah, because what is that like? Because, I mean, that's what you want. You want to be able to wave it off, wish you it do. a good life. But is it a bit nerve-wracking? Because it has been yours. It has been your baby. It is so personal. For me, anyway, it's helpful to have a bit of time between making something and releasing it so that I can kind of get to grips with how I feel about yeah. it and then maybe yeah. you sort of you build up a kind of a, a layer of protection and then you you you're, you know how you feel regardless of what happens then when you release it and I think it's good to feel good about your songs not because someone else is telling you they're good ultimately it's it's just it's, it's exciting because you know, every time I'm making music I at least imagine them out in the world not just living in a little yeah. you know on a file on my computer forever so when you finally get to that day it's it's really, really, really exciting. It's very rewarding. Well, it is a stunning single. Um, you've been quite busy. You've been touring the villages. You mentioned <laughs> yes. you're in LA. Fill us in on what's been going on in Sorka's world. Oh, my God. I had the <laughs> maddest, like... It's also because I haven't toured for, obviously, two years. And then I went and did this, like... It was essentially like a three-and-a-half-week European tour, but with a, a show in LA in the middle of it. So I did a two-week tour with villagers around the Netherlands and Germany, which was amazing. I love, 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 love villagers but then I went from there to LA to do like an Irish it was for a thing called Ireland Ireland Week and it was like a, sh a sort of Irish music showcase so there's myself and Kneecap and Tolu Mekay and Denise Chyla and God knows and Merle so but again I was there for one like one, one night out half it feels weird to fly you know all the way across the world to play music for half an hour and then I flew from there to London um, and did a show at the Barbican with James and McMorrow I feel like I've just been all over the world with all the other Irish musicians but those moments are really important aren't they online is great and thank goodness it's what got us through the last couple yeah. of years but those in-person meets is what you really need. I really think they're so necessary, you know, and yeah. I, I kind of, I'm a person who sometimes finds touring and playing shows a little hard. I feel at ease and kind of comfortable and confident when I'm writing and recording in the studio. I feel pretty uh, terrified when I'm 
when I have to go stand on stage. I've, but it's something I've learned to enjoy it and to really love it. So initially in the pandemic when I wasn't gigging, I was like, oh, you know, this isn't so bad. I don't have to do the, the part of my job that I find scary. But then after a while, I just realized that like you need that immediate exchange with people for you to act for at least for me to actually feel like I'm doing anything (laughs) or and I think for for, as a fan as well like for audiences there is no real substitute for going to see a band live yeah we want to get to know a little bit more about you can we do that through your favorite things we can indeed what tv show are you obsessing over right now right now I've been watching Atlanta it's written and directed and um, it's basically created by Donald Glover Childish Gambino I I watched it a few years ago and then I started re-watching it because there's a new season out you know when you watch something and then you sort of forget and you're like I need to watch it again so that I can enjoy the new season properly yeah yeah so yeah. I so I watched the first two seasons again oh my god it's so good they're really short episodes all set in Atlanta obviously Donald Glover plays a sort of a college dropout kid in his 20s called Ern whose cousin is an aspiring rapper called Paperboy and so he wants to be his manager and it's kind of about you know them trying to navigate that world but really I think it's more about America yeah <laughs> you know what it means to be a black person in America it's it's just so good favorite film really my favorite film is Harriet the Spy it came out in the 90s I saw it when I was it's a I kids just, film I, isn't it it is a kids film but yes. I recently watched it like you know when you watch a film as a kid and you love it and then you go back and watch it again you're like oh this isn't great I watched yeah. it again a few like about a year ago and I was like oh my god this is actually a good film you know it's about a girl who wants to be a spy really she wants to be a writer she starts writing but she doesn't know what to write about so she just writes about her friends and she writes about her neighbours and then that obviously gets her into loads of trouble I think I kind of relate to it a little bit because (laughs) that's sort of a bit what I do what song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist ooh you know Romy from the XX so Romy like has started putting out solo songs and has a song called Lifetime but there's a remix of it by actually an Australian DJ called High it's so good it's so like euphoric sometimes it's on my like pre-gig playlist to try and amp me up a little do you have a favourite album? such a hard question to answer I know I, sorry all of these things are really hard so let's just do if you were to pick out an album today today the mood that you're in what would you reach for? I would reach for Capacity by Big Thief I think Big Thief are probably my favourite band they make so much music it's, it's a band who I really look to a lot when I'm a bit stuck for inspiration as well but we listened to it on tour recently I hadn't listened to it in ages and we put it on one day driving in the Netherlands which I think is also a really good way to listen to an album is is on a long drive yeah so I would say probably Capacity by Big Thief what podcast are you listening to right now I am useless for podcasts. I usually listen to podcasts with other people. You know, again, sometimes, sorry, that's really weird. I don't think anybody does that. As in like, with other people, I usually mean like, sometimes we're at home and we're like making breakfast and my roommates or my girlfriend is like, well, we put this on, you know, and it'd be like the the daily podcast because we're like trying to understand something in the news that I don't understand. What app? Can't you live without? Honestly, probably the notes, the notes app on my phone because I write loads of lyrics in there. I write, sometimes I have to, I have to write an email to someone that is hard. I like Compose it there first. Compose it there first, yeah. I write all my shopping lists in there. It's kind of, that's just like an extension of my, my brain. Do you have a favourite account to follow on social media? I do. It is my friend called, her name is Domino Whisker. She's an embroidery artist. Honestly, her Instagram, first of all, she's so incredibly talented, but her Instagram makes me feel really calm. I think because the work she does is is quite 
slow. It takes time. Whenever she, I see her stuff, it makes me feel like it's okay to, and to slow down a little bit yeah. and breathe. And your favorite thing to do on a weekend? Honestly, what I love doing at the minute is when I have the chance is just going on little like weekend breaks to country somewhere in the countryside in Ireland. I was just on Inish Year for a festival called Drop Everything that one of our friends runs. You know, we go to the Irish countryside and go by the sea and have nice coffee and have a pint of Guinness, go and read the paper. It's just time for a reset. That sounds like bliss. Like your new single, Archie. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. Soka Richardson, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your favourite things. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Before I let you go, though, will you introduce your yes. gorgeous new single for us? Yes. My name is Soka Richardson and this is Archie on the Bellissimo Files. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Stranger Things Season 4, it dropped on last Friday and it's already breaking all of the records. It broke the biggest ever premiere weekend for English English language series on Netflix. It has also got Kate Bush back in the charts. Yes, um, Sadie Sinks' Max listens to a lot of Kate Bush and so now Running Up the Hill has been trending on TikTok. It's number one all over the place. But I actually got to catch up with some of the cast, Sadie Sink, Caleb McLaughlin and Gator Matarazzo, as they tell us all about season four of Stranger Things. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hi. Caleb, I was on your Instagram and you had up a poster of the Stranger Things. And on it, you've put, it's almost that time again, save the date. What's it like for you when you get the save a date to say you're coming back onto set? Oh, man. I'm so glad you, like, told me like you know how long i spent on that caption it's so funny because i was like should i say save the date should i say the almost or should i just say may 27 no you put no i really put thought into that man it's uh it's really exciting because you know you were so you we were so hard on this show this series and you know uh, we have a great fan base and you're you're talking about going into the next season you're just talking about saving the date to watch the show no for you to go back to work Oh, going back to work. Oh, yeah. Saving the day to go back to work. You know, it's never, you know, going back to work, you never know when we're going to go back to work. It's, it's, yeah. The schedule fluctuates. They don't tell us. So there's no ever saving the date. It's always just like from this time to that time, just make sure you don't cut your hair or like just be prepared. Yeah. Just like, all right, just call me whatever. But it's exciting when you have an, uh, a, 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 like an exact date and you know you're about to see your family again get back right to uh, work again. And Sadie, what was it like for you? Because Max is going through so much, but there's just so many changes happening on set, like your acting partners and everything. How were you dealing with that? I mean, season four genuinely was my favorite season to film. I just really love the group that we had. We really just got along really well. So season four was really nice to film. And just, you know, as far as like the plot line goes, Everyone had some really amazing stuff this year. And the Duffers, they just, they know each other's, like, they know all of our, all of our strengths, whether that's with, like, drama or stunts or comedy. And they really try to try and, like, um, mold the season and the characters around, I don't know, what, what they want to see more of, I guess. Gayson, I was yes. uh, creeping on your Instagram and I went as far oh, sorry back to as... Sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, I went as far back as July 2016. And there's a photo oh, God, of you... Why? Well, there was a photo of you under the Stranger <laughs> Things billboard. And you were like... I 
I found yes. it. And I'm, oh I'm my ready. Gosh. Do you remember how you felt when you saw of that course. first billboard? And how has life yeah. changed for you? I do. We were on press for season one and uh, I, we didn't have any laundry. We were there for a while, so we didn't have any laundry at the hotel. So we drove a bit to a laundromat nearby and I was doing laundry there with my mom. And I just looked up and saw it for the first time. It was in the middle of nowhere. By the way, this this poster for the show is just... Yeah, I have no idea where it is. I've never been back to this place in my entire life. <laughs> but funny. I was ecstatic. I thought it looked cool. First time I had seen it, it was gorgeous. And like we still stick to those, con- those same concepts now where we, we make our posters almost look like paintings, which is always really cool. But uh, I just remember feeling... Uh, yeah, it was, I felt over the moon in, in that moment. And little did I know, it's just... I, I was like... We made it. I was like, that's the peak right there. It's not going to get any cooler than that. And lo and behold, it, it got a lot cooler, a lot faster. It did. I have to wrap. But before I do, I'm not wrapping without saying prior. I think you're phenomenal. And I'm hoping I can chat to you properly when we talk season five. <laughs> yeah, Priya. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just have to explain what happened there. There was a fourth person in on the interview. Priya Ferguson was there, but I was only given three and a half minutes with the cast, so we ran out of time. But I'm really hoping for season five, I get to chat to Priya and the rest of the cast. As I said, Stranger Things season four, part one is on Netflix now. Part two is dropping in July. What did I miss? There is lots going on this week and as always, producer Eva is joining us in studio to tell us what we may have missed out on. How's it going, Eva? I'm good. How are you? It's a very exciting weekend in Dublin this weekend. Festival season is kicking off. I am so excited. Yeah, well, what's on this weekend? Forbidden Fruit is starting today, which obviously everyone in Dublin seems to be heading to because there's not a ticket to be found. But I just thought if every, anyone is heading along, uh, I'd give you a little bit of info. As I said, tickets are all gone, unfortunately. So if you haven't got yours yet or are trying to get some, please do be careful of fake tickets doing the rounds yeah. as well. Uh, weather today is supposed to be really good. going to rain from about 10pm onwards, so make sure you do bring a Mac for that. If you're heading tomorrow, like myself, do bring a Mac because it's to be a bit more showery. So, uh, yeah, you might get a little bit drowned tomorrow, but it'll be fine. And your gumboots. Gates are open from 2pm and do not bring any big backpacks because they're not letting any in. And uh, there's also no car parking on site. But I did hear a little rumour that a lot of the taxi apps are doing discounts if you're heading to the Forbidden Fruit area. They're doing a special Forbidden Fruit discount. So check out the different taxi apps. You might get yourself a discount or buses are your way there as well. Um, If you're heading today, you will, of course, be seeing Bicep, which I'm very jealous about. And uh, loads of other great acts there as well and make sure you do go and check out all of the up and coming Irish acts that are going to be there so many to be seen um, but yeah if you haven't got tickets as well Forbidden Fruit at Night is happening so go online you might be able to grab a few last minute tickets for that for a few different venues across town Brilliant. Um, let's move on to Love Island. People are very excited. Monday night, it makes us come back. This, do you know what? I think they're pulling all the stops out for, 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 for Forbidden Fruit. I'm still talking about that. <laughs> for Love Island this year, I... I last the last time it was on, I was kind of convinced I wasn't going to come back watching it. I really fell out of it halfway through the season. Boy, they're really hooking me back in again this year. So firstly, we had the news about the, the second-hand clothes, which is brilliant. I can't yep. wait to see what outfits they pull together from that. And we're getting more involved this year. They're letting us vote for the first coupling up of who should get together. 
That's brilliant from the very beginning. Like, there's so many times I sit at home watching this going, can you not see the red flags? I don't think you should pick this person. I think this person is bad for you or you'd be better matched with this person. And now it's your chance to have your say through the Love Island app. You can go on and vote for who you think should be together in the first coupling up. That's brilliant. So that all kicks off on Monday from nine o'clock. Keep your eyes on our socials because yes. Tara, our lover island girl, is going <laughs> to be all over it. She really is. And she'll have anything that's breaking up on that. So yes. if you're missing stuff, check us out um, at Official Spoon 103. <laughs> What's wrong? It's a bank holiday weekend and it's like my brain has forgotten how to connect to my tongue. At Official Spoon 1038 is our Instagram. Yes, and, and I believe she'll be doing some TikToks as well. So make exactly. sure you follow us over there. Right. Um... I'm just going to say this really quickly, <laughs> and I promised I wouldn't do it again this week. But Guy Pierce is um, a huge movie star, a huge actor in. Now you're looking at me like who? He was in LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. He was in um, Mayor of Easttown with um, oh, Kate Winslet. She show. played. He played her love interest. Oh, he started on Neighbours. Anyway, he just. I, I'm just going to say this, and then I, I won't think, say anything else. I think you really underestimate. There's a huge Irish audience for Neighbours and Home and Away. Like we love a bit of an Aussie soap over here. Well, I think the only reason why there's an interest in Neighbours at the moment is because it's ending on the 1st of August and all the big names are coming back and Guy Pearce put up It's Great to Be Back and he's there on the street so he's definitely coming back and he was there with Harold Bishop. I can't wait to see what they do at the finale of it and I'm not even a Neighbours watcher. I know, but we'll all be watching just because the big names. Now, all if Margot Robbie appears, you know, that'll be making news here yes. next week. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Brooke, she has had a mad start to the year. It all kicked off with her preparation for Eurovision. Then there was performing at Eurovision where we can all agree she was robbed. She so should have made it to the finals. But we're going to move on from that because she has just released her latest single, Tongues. And I got to catch up with her during the week. Brooke, welcome back. Thank you. It has a lot has happened since I've seen you last. It really has. Let's start with Eurovision and let's start with the nation's reaction. We were so annoyed. Not at you, obviously. <laughs> fabulous. Did you feel the love when you didn't get through? Did you feel the love from Ireland? I felt the love. I honestly can't describe to you how amazing it was. And I know people were raging because I've seen all of it and I almost felt the same way so it it just reassured me that I had done everything that I could and that there was nothing more to leave on the stage and honestly I couldn't understand it whenever I went back to the dressing room I was devastated and then I watched it back and I I couldn't believe how how perfect it was so I know that there was nothing more that needed to be done and with everyone's reaction and the fact that Robbed was trending on Twitter yes was the coolest thing let's go back to before the actual vote Let's go back to landing in Turin, all the hype that goes with it, the performance. What was that like? Did that live up to your expectations, Brooke? I didn't plan or like preempt anything. I had no idea what Turin was going to be like. But as soon as I got there, it was like (laughs) the whole thing shifted. It was a different world completely. There is just this Eurovision bubble and you live in it. And it's insane. There was thousands and thousands of people there and you couldn't really walk down the street without being recognised, which I wasn't really prepared for because I leave this, I leave the house in tracks and tracks at the bottom of the Like, but no, it was amazing. Honestly, it was one of the best. It was the best experience of my life. What was the feeling like taking to the stage? Were you nervous? Well, 
we kind of had this ritual before we went on stage every time, me and my dancers, that we just put our hands in and goes, you see me now, you want me? And it was the funniest thing ever. So we were kind of laughing before we went out. And there was Ireland flags everywhere, all over the all over the arena. So like, I felt the, I felt like the support before I even lay on the stage, but I'm not joking. When you're lying on the stage, your heartbeat is like lifting you off the floor. And it's just, it's such an amazing experience. And the microphone turns on like three seconds before the music starts. So I could hear the crowd screaming. So then the microphone turns on, you do your performance. Do you remember any of it? Or was it totally a blur? Usually I don't remember, but I was so aware throughout this whole performance. I kept like speaking to myself in my mind, being like, take all of this in, it'll be over in a heartbeat. And I remember thinking halfway through that usually I'm so out of breath, but I felt like I I felt like I was like I don't know how to describe it. I just felt like my adrenaline took over and it was an out-of-body experience. I was watching myself. Wow. And then It came down to the vote. It was nail-biting for us here at home. What's it like for you being in the middle of all of that and just waiting to hear the country being called out? Well, I'm not going to lie. I honestly thought I had a really, really good chance, so I was really excited. I wasn't nervous. Everyone in the green room was nervous, but I was more excited because I kind of expected to hear Ireland being called, and I'm not like ashamed to say that. I just really thought we deserved it. I mean, it was a it was devastating at the time and obviously it's not something you can really prepare for. But the worst thing is all the winners and like people who didn't get through go back to the same place so you can hear everyone like screaming, cheering, whereas you're not in that you're not in that headspace. So it's really hard to to deal with that. Did you give yourself some time to deal with it and then get into the spirit of it all over again? Well, Eurovision doesn't happen all the time. So I gave myself forty five minutes to cry and be annoyed and then I wore a t-shirt and bed slippers out and went to two nightclubs that night. <laughs> How I, bad is that? I know. No, I it's love horrendous. it. Let's move on from your vision and let's say that you've gotten straight back into life. Like right now, you're, you're taking this interview on a train. Where are you off to right now? I'm actually on my way to Dublin. So I'm doing choreography with Emer, who choreographed That's Rich for Tongues, my new single. And we're doing a lot of festivals and performances this year. Uh, I've really got a load of Pride, like I've got the Pride circuit booked. I've done Glastonbury. Hold on, did you say Glastonbury? Yeah, yeah, I did. Are you playing Glastonbury? It's pretty. No, let's not say Pyramid Stage. I'm singing in the Love Fields. It's like a venue for. Um, I was like privately booked by the owner to sing for him and his like I don't know friends. So kind of cool. But Brooke, that's mad. No, I know. Wow. So I'm so you've excited. Got, you've got an amazing summer on the way, as you said. Tongues is out now. Is there more music to come? Oh, absolutely. And there's more like kind of emotive different songs for me. Like I've written a ballad and everything that's ready to go. It's just a matter of placing them in the right position and giving them the the time that they need to evolve. Like Tums is, is amazing and it's doing really well and hopefully it'll just continue to grow and grow. And then I'll just tease the new music in the coming months. Brooke, we can't wait to see what comes next and we love that you're back out there. You represented us. It was great for you to be out there for Ireland. I'm so happy now that you're out there for Brooke and showing us what oh, Brooke is you. all about. Thank you so much. Brooke, before I let you go, will you introduce your new single for us? Absolutely. Hey everyone, this is Brooke. You're listening to the Bliss Mo Files, and this is my new single, Tongues. Your love takes me higher. Let's go.
studio and she's got some great music I'm talking about producer Aoife can I just say I love that new song from Brooke I know we had it on Music Fix a couple of weeks ago and it's just it's a real earworm like I've I've had it on Spotify a couple of times and yeah I just hope we play it more here on Spin because I'm really really loving it yeah and I can't wait to see what she uh, does with her yes. new, yeah more the music rest of her EP as well really yep. really good but she is not a Music Fix this week <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I am um, there's a few interesting collaborations in here this week first up we have the new one from Lost Three Frequencies and James Arthur, it's called Questions. has a great voice but why am I surprised every time he releases a new single that he's still around and it's not in a, I know that oh my gosh I, I really should think before I speak I don't mean it in a condescending way but I'm, I'm shocked that I, I would never have thought his career would have gone on as well as and it has and he was X Factor wasn't he yeah yeah he's come quite far like I love this Last Reason really bad I'm really sorry no, but there's a lot of people who were on X Factor who didn't make it as far I know there's the huge ones who've really done insanely yep. well but there's a lot of them who fall into the background so it's nice to see them them around still. Now, you said it the way I meant. Yeah. So what, what Aoife said. <laughs> but I do love Lost Frequencies. I just think he brings such like summer, sitting on a beach, chilling out during the day kind of sound stuff, which I really, really love. And that's what this next one has for you as well. The, this is from Europa, who I didn't know is a combination of Jax Jones and Martin Solveig. They've teamed up for, with Gracie and this is called Lonely Heart. I'm a lonely heart, I closed my eyes for a sec, not because I'm tired, but I was picturing myself in um, Mykonos, like at a beach bar in a yeah. Greek island. Well, they actually like, said that this is inspired by days spent at Cafe Mambo in Ibiza, which I mean, go. we would all only love to be there. So yeah, two very summery, vibey kind of songs there for you for your track of the week. Uh, which one of them are you liking? Head over to at official spin one three eight and you can cast your vote. We'll play one out in a couple of minutes. While you're doing that... I just love when this band bring out new music. It brings me back to my like teenage years. This is the new one from Panic at the Disco and it's called Viva Las Vengeance. Why have I got 
such a smile on my face. I just, to they're really lovely. I love them. And this is the first track that we've had from Hanukkah to Disco since High Hopes, which was back in 2018, which is a, a long time that ago. Long I didn't ago. think it was that yeah, long ago. No. But I would just like to claim ownership of this. I have been saying for weeks that the indie emo 2000s music is making a comeback. And I would just like to say, I think I'm being proved right. I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that, like, wasn't my chemical romance here just my a couple chemical of romance yeah. here a couple of weeks ago at the end of this month we've got Green Day uh, Weezer and Fall Out Boy playing in Marley Park uh, Hanukkah to Disco bringing out a new album in August it's all coming back and I am so here for it I was going to say and you're the reason why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that much influence <laughs> well look what I'm always here for is this Aoife come on are you ready Aoife's dance track of the week just clap your hands to the beat <laughs> What have you got for us this week? Dance track of the week is a t- bit of a team about it at the moment. I'm bringing you lots of great Irish dance music. And this week we have one from Ailsha, who you might remember was our one to watch. Um, I think maybe la- late last year, Tara was in covering and she had her on as our one to watch. Uh, she has teamed up with Aaron She. They're both from Wicklow and this is their latest track, Burn. Loving that, Aoife. I just love that big atmospheric dance track sound and Ailsha's voice on it just suits it perfectly. Absolutely loving that one. That one's called Burn. What's our single of the week? I am very happy we have a summer track on for you today. This is the new one from James Arthur and Lost Frequencies, voted for by you. It is called Questions on the Bellissimo Files. that you believe in my file single of the week it's the new one from James Arthur and Lost Frequencies questions summer is just my favourite time for new music so if you want to catch more of that make sure you head over to spin1.8.com or our app and you can get the fresh hits playlist over there for all of your latest new music and if you missed any of our interviews from today including chats with Bryce Dallas Howard and DeWanda Wise about uh, Jurassic World Dominion and the Stranger Things cast and you want to watch it well the videos are now up on our website spin1038.com next week is a big week Aoife so exciting. Oh, this is one of my favourite interviews. Uh, this is one I properly fangirled over. So did I while I was in the room. I literally <laughs> just sat there and went, I feel like I'm watching TV. Turn your brain on. You need to ask a question. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum oh, is going to be on God. next week's show, as well as one of my favourite series at the moment on Disney+. Plus. Love, Victor. It's coming back for season three. Cast of that will be on next week's show. Up next, she's finally back from her holidays. It's, uh, it's Jess... We're going on our holidays now. Let's enjoy the bank holiday weekend. (laughs) We will catch you next week. Bye.